Welcome to Bang the Table Talks, a podcast that discusses the evolving world of community engagement. Explore and learn with us as we host conversations with leaders in community engagement, stakeholder consultation, and public participation. We'll discuss current trends, best practices, as well as tips, tools, and ideas for better engagement programs. Hi, everyone. I'm Elliot, Bang the Table New Zealand Business Development and Practice Lead. Welcome to today's podcast. I'm speaking with Sarah Pritchett, Waste Management Institute of New Zealand, Sector Projects Manager, who is speaking with me about the standardising of curbside collections in Aotearoa project. Wastemans was required to quickly change its project approach and methodology due to New Zealand's COVID-19 lockdown in early 2020, initially looking to run a series of face-to-face regional hui, or meetings, up and down New Zealand, Wastemans changed its approach to a purely digital one. During the three-month project, 11 regional hui were held, with 67 councils and other key stakeholders invited to provide their feedback on key topics in the curbside recycling project. All feedback was captured and analysed within its Engagement HQ private project page. So Sarah, please tell us a bit more about the project and then what the planning was required to set up the consultation from strategy through to putting together the project page itself. Well, the project was initiated by the Ministry for the Environment, but it built on some work Wastemans had already started, which was trying to get agreement on what should be collected at curbside recycling across all of New Zealand. We managed to get the recyclers to agree to a list of materials, but getting the 67 councils to agree was always going to be a challenge. So we were really pleased when the Ministry picked this up and asked us to carry out the research for them. We needed to engage with the 67 councils plus their contractors and onshore processes and we had about a two and a half week period in which to do so. Um, That means we had two and a half weeks to do the regional hui that we or meetings that we had um, set up. The travel schedule was quite frankly insane. We had it set up to travel to the location, stay the night, do the three hour meeting, travel to the next location and repeat for a working week travel home for the weekend and start all over again until we had been to all 11 regions. The meetings had several different purposes or levels of engagement. For some aspects, we were just presenting decisions that had already been made, um, such as agreement on bin bin lid colours to differentiate between recycling, rubbish and organics, and on signage. For the standardisation of recycling materials, we were presenting what the recyclers had agreed to and getting feedback from the councils with the aim of reaching agreement from them. For the collection systems, which was a bit more controversial, we were trying to get the pros and cons of each system while identifying through our own desktop research and conversations with processes which system produces the best quality recyclate and the least amount of contamination. So COVID was ramping up as we were beginning to plan the project and even though we had not gone into a national lockdown at that stage, it was looking like it was going to be inevitable. And also some councils were already having travel restrictions placed on them. So we realised, and actually this is something we should have been thinking about even if we had done face-to-face meetings, that we needed another tool to allow discussion and input beyond each regional meeting, which had moved to an online format. So we spoke to an engagement specialist and she recommended Engagement HQ. I found it really intuitive to set up and the the team was really responsive to all my queries. So that, that end of setting it up was very smooth. Cool. 
So with your project, you went with putting together a private Engagement HQ page as opposed to a national wide one, which incorporated the rest of the community. Um, what was the idea behind that? Well, we needed to just have the discussion with the representatives from the councils and their contractors and the onshore processes. We didn't want the public getting involved in this because it's always, it generates lots of opinion, but they're not necessarily informed opinions. And we basically needed it to be something that the councils and their contractors had agreed to. Um, and then further on, there'll need to be um, public engagement, but it wasn't appropriate at this stage of the project. So once you've built your private page, uh, how did you go about inviting your stakeholders to, to provide feedback? How did you promote your project? So we had to set up all the regional hui to be online and sent out um, invitations for the Zoom hui. And then we also uploaded all the people who were attending hui and invited them to, to go onto the Engagement HQ page. Um, this didn't actually work particularly well because I think some of the emails ended up in their junk boxes, but it was really easy to fix that problem. At the hui, we would ask them if they got the email, explain that it might be in their junk folder, and also say, if, it's, if you can't find it, don't worry, just go onto this link, we'd paste the link into our chat box, and then change, reset your password rather than going on as a new user, because you're already registered in the system. And if people said, I can't get on, I could look in the back end and go, you're registered, you should be able to do this. And you know, I was able to see exactly what was going on, or if some person had been accidentally left out of the registration process. Tell me a little bit about the online HUI process. Uh, you had your conferencing tool and then you're referring people to the Engagement XQ site to provide their feedback. How did you do that within the HUI itself and did you then invite people to return to the Engagement XQ site at a later date if they wished? Yeah, so we only had um, three hours for the for the HUI, which was actually quite a short period um, when we had quite a lot to discuss. So we began each HUI with a bit of an introduction and then we would introduce the Engagement HQ tool and we would get people to check whether they could get on or not, um, give them five minutes or so. And then because we had two of us running the HUI, um, I would get people to send me a message in chat if they couldn't get on and I'd try to fix it while my colleague was presenting the next part of the HUI. At various parts throughout the three-hour session, we would introduce a new tool that we wanted them to use on the engagement HQ. So we would say, it'd be great if you could post up a story about something that's been successful in your area. Um, we would tell them about how we were gonna add new news items as they evolved or as, as we came to sort of develop more thinking around the project. And we also encouraged them to do the, you know, share an idea posts. So we just sort of went throughout the HUI process. We just introduced little aspects of the engagement HQ tool. And what were people's behaviours during this time? Did they choose to provide feedback straight away, the majority, or did they want to have a think about their feedback first? It really varied. So some people would go straight on there and some people would reflect a few days after the hui on something, or some people would respond once we sent out a mini newsletter, which we did on a regular basis, just telling people what was new on the site. And also what was really great was that some people who weren't able to make the hui were quite active on the page. So they hadn't been part of discussions, but they were able to participate um, using that tool. That's good. And I uh, see that you also had recordings of the HUI on the project page itself for those sorts of people that maybe didn't go to the HUI. Yeah, so it was just really important to um, be able to provide a way of people finding out what was discussed and what was going on, because it is really difficult to engage with um, 67 councils who've all got really heavy workloads and 
they're really busy. They've got their own um, regional or even local issues that they're dealing with. And sometimes it's quite hard to get them to participate in things like this. But actually, I think in, in a way, COVID was on our side because it meant that people were working from home. Some of them had more time than usual. So during your consultation process, you used forums quite a lot. So you had a lot of qualitative data coming through. Uh, you were asking your participants to unpack uh, several main themes. Um, tell me a bit about that process and, and how people took to that particular tool. It was a really useful tool because it did lead to a lot of uh, discussion between different different regions. So it allowed for that cross-regional participation and, and conversation, which hadn't been possible during the regional hui, which were regional. Um, so it was funny because when we were initially setting up the page, we wanted to have it clean each for each regional hui. We were going to scrub all the data and start again. And then we realised not only was it a lot of work, but it was actually really useful to have those conversations. And we, we didn't know why we'd thought in the first place that we had to scrub them clean. Um, and it meant that we could just carry those conversations on for a few weeks. Um, and again, some people were really active on those forums and would ask each other questions and ask us questions and ask the Ministry for the Environment people on their questions. And some people just read things. And it's just like with every tool, some people will ask a lot, write a lot. Um, and some people prefer talking at a hui. So varied, but um, we found that really useful. And then at the end, we fed into a survey some of the discussion points that had come up during those forums. We altered what we'd come up with in terms of the standardisation of recycling materials. If there was a point that generated a lot of discussion, we would do some more research on that issue. And then sometimes the original list we had was altered slightly due to that point being raised by um, people on the forum and then our research backing up what they'd said. So within your project, you had room to uh, change your approach or to the ability to accept some extra themes or new themes that you hadn't anticipated uh, and then go back out to the, to the audience and ask them to, to talk about it. Yeah, we did. Um, and the only thing is we were limited by the fact that the report we were writing was going to the Minister for the Environment. So we weren't able to actually share our final recommendations until it was made public by the Minister for the Environment. So that was the only part that was quite difficult because we'd initially thought we'd be able to go. And here's our recommendations. Love your feedback. But we could only sort of hint at them. With those forums as well, was it handy for each region to be uh, not only sharing ideas, uh, but also to be seeing uh, similarities between regions as well? Yeah, definitely. So when we were talking about things like the different um, collection systems, there'd be a lot of conversation between regions about why a crate-based system hadn't worked in their region. And, and someone would say, well, it works in ours, you know, except for over summer when they're too small. So yeah, it was quite interesting, um, people able to see that what their experience isn't the same throughout the country. Um, how a crate-based system might work really well in one area because they're close to their um, processes and that's the best way of producing their recycling. But for another area where it's really windy, that system's not going to work because you just end up with litter blowing everywhere. So through this process, you were able to distinguish regional differences in terms of recycling, but also areas where it could be the same up and down the country. Yeah, that's right. And I think um, one of the things I especially liked hearing from each other was successful education initiatives. So how do you reduce that contamination and what worked and what didn't? So I think that was part of the great um, story sharing aspect of it. 
And I think it, it kind of confirmed that there are a lot of regional differences though. Um, and that's because of the geography of the country. And there might you might have a place like the West Coast, which is massive in, a, in geographical terms, but very um, low population. So that has its own challenges and they're far away from the um, markets. So they've got logistical issues. And then you have somewhere like the Hawke's Bay, which is really close to all its markets. So it's got, um, it's really advantaged in that area. So um, it sort of highlighted the fact that there is what you call a postal code lottery. It's a sort of luck whether you're close to your markets or not. And that, that creates issues and challenges. Was the consultation three months? The whole project was three months. So the consultation wasn't because we had to do the literature review at the start. And so we had months of actual consultation. Yeah, um, so two and a half weeks. Yeah, it was, pro it was probably, maybe it was about six weeks of consultation. So during a six-week engagement project, uh, you had forums and you had a survey towards the end of the project. What other tools did you use throughout to keep people interested uh, in it and to keep engaging? So we had news items that we posted and that was usually generated by something that had been raised in a hui or on a forum. So someone would go, well, what does um, the Metal Recyclers Association think of that? So we'd do some, you know, have a conversation with them, um, do some research, and then we'd post it up as a news item. And then in the forum, if someone had raised it, we'd link to that news item and say there's a new news item on this. So, yeah, it was really good being able to use that news item just as a way of posting up extra information that we hadn't thought about previously. Um, the library was also a good tool because it meant we could show everyone where our desktop research had come from and they could look at it if they wanted to themselves. Uh, we also had the story option where I think about three councils posted up stories about successful initiatives that they had. Uh, and then we had the ideas, post-it note ideas pool as well. After your hui, you obviously collected a a lot of qualitative data uh, as you mainly use text-based tools to, to get your feedback. How did you go about sorting through your data and then analysing it? So we looked for common themes and we basically used them to look back at what we'd uh, already come across in the literature review. And because we'd had to go to the hui with some kind of, um, we called them straw men options, so that we weren't starting with a blank because we had limited time, the qualitative data was used to assess those, um, those straw men options that we'd presented and see what was just not going to be a goer at all. Like we had some um, things we'd found in the UK that were like, hey, this is a great option. You could collect in these um, bags, you could collect paper and cardboard, and then you could keep them safe from the weather and they wouldn't blow around the streets and you know the the feedback on those was really negative so we weren't going to pursue that and there was also another um, system that was a three-tiered recycling bin stacked up on each other and again that didn't really fly so it was really good at, at seeing what garnered a lot of um, positive support and actually what happened was that people with crate-based systems preferred crate-based systems and people with the um, commingled wheelie bin systems preferred those systems so it was status quo, but it was really good to get from all that feedback what were the pros and cons of each system so that we use that in our report and, and basically did it as a, this is the experience of councils in terms of what works for the system, what's the negative of it, and the same for the other system. And as I said, we were able to tweak the standardised list of recycling materials by using some of the forum qualitative data that had created a lot of discussion. So when you collected this data and it appeared in the back end, what were you looking for? And so how did you go about sorting the data and then analysing so that you could write your report? Yeah, we were looking for taking the frequently um, used words 
And I mean, some items we put up, there was just no response to or no debate and others, you know, created a bit of back and forth between people. And some of it was just um, when you're working in the council, you know about your area, but you don't necessarily know the, the whole big picture. In terms of collecting the data and then analysing it, was Engager HQ very helpful for that process and did it speed things up for you? Uh, it did. And what was especially helpful, I thought, was being able to, I basically screenshot everything so that I could I could refer to it when we were doing our final report and final recommendations. Because sometimes, you know, when you're at the HUI, we couldn't actually always take note, although my colleague did her best to do that. But it was good to have things that were written down to to think, yeah, that was raised and that's right, that was a conversation that was that was quite prominent. So um, it was just a way of having the, all the thoughts written down somewhere was really helpful. So it's having all your data in one spot. Yeah, having all your data in one spot was, was really useful. And it's funny because, as I said, we weren't initially planning on having an online engagement space and we are just going to have face-to-face HUI. So it would have been really difficult for us to have gone to the HUI and then with all that travel time in between each one to try and digest the information we were getting and actually do something useful with it. Do you think that this digital first approach is something that's specific to COVID-19 time period? Or do you think that this is something that every that all organisations should be aiming for? Yeah, I think there's still a, a, a place occasionally, not occasionally, but for face-to-face um, conferences or hui because sometimes it's about the casual conversations you have and the breaks that leads to some fantastic collaboration but we have used online models for the rest of the year we went with our we have a tao forum which is all the territorial authorities get together and it's usually the day before our face-to-face conference but this year it was held earlier online through zoom and it was really well attended the best ever attended because people didn't have to get you know permission to to take time off work and to get a travel budget. And the same with our um, conference, which is usually face-to-face, and this year it was online. And then because restrictions had been lifted, we had a, a hybrid. So we had hubs in different cities where people could gather and watch the online hui. Um, and so next year we'll definitely, when we have our annual conference, we will have a hybrid so people can join in online uh, so, yeah, a bit of both will be good. But also, we're having, we've had really popular webinars this year. So, especially during the COVID period, we were feeding back to the industry what was happening in the, in terms of um, government decisions around waste, and they were really well attended. So, I think, um, yeah, there's definitely a place for online, and it just cuts down on your need to travel, and cuts down on your carbon emissions. Do you think that central government could? move some of their smaller national but national wide projects into this level of engagement where you're asking people to provide feedback with a variety of tools as opposed to just say a survey? I really do because I think for some people a survey is quite off-putting and if, especially if they think it's going to take them a while but if you could just post your idea I love those those real events where you can just post a note on a a board but when you can do it virtually as well it's even better I mean more and more people are working from home and you can't if you live far away from a central a city you can't always get to um, events where there's some kind of roadshow consultation going on so I really think that it is, it is the way to go because Wasemans could have easily gone with more of a transactional process with a survey however you decided to go with a more open uh, participant focused engagement project 
was it did it mean that you had extra work to do or was it about the same or or even less I'm not really sure because we did it that way so I don't know if it, it was um extra work or not but we really wanted to have an engagement process where we, where we were actually listening to what everybody had to say even if what their opinion wasn't going to change what the recommendations were we were open to them changing so when I say what I mean by that is that we'd already done a, a literature review which had informed our thinking and we were testing out the ideas from that on this community of um, TAs and we definitely altered some things based on what they said and it, the main thing it did was that we we didn't come out with a all councils should change to this particular collection system because we were aware that there's so many reasons that a council may not, that even if the, um, a particular collection system may produce the best quality recyclate and the least amount of contamination, it's not going to suit every council. And we heard that really strongly. And we thought if we, if we just came out with that recommendation, there'll be a lot of backlash and we didn't want it to be antagonistic process. We wanted for everyone to know that we'd listen to them we're still highlighting which system produces the best quality recyclate, but acknowledging that there are other issues that need to be taken into account. And we didn't know that when we started the process, that that's what we'd end up doing. Okay, so you've told me that about 140 people attended the 11 Hui up and down New Zealand. What are some of the key stats that you found after the process? Yeah, the 139 people who attended represented uh, 80% of local authorities, which is a pretty good turnout. Uh, and also their contractors. There were 120 participants on the who actually went on to the Engagement HQ Have Your Say tool, and about 92% of those engaged in articles and discussions, so they didn't just log on, they actually had a look at things, and 58% were actively participating in discussions or contributing ideas. And so at the end, we also sent the survey to all the local authorities, and that was completed by 55% of local authorities. Representing though 76% of the population, and we're really pleased with that because 10% is, is you know often what you can expect from a survey. Yeah. So um, that was a good result, and we also you know we found that there were lots of sharing of stories and and interregional conversations as I've already mentioned. The report which Weissmans has uh, put together for the Ministry for the Environment uh, that that has been submitted. Yes, that's right. It was submitted in May. And then um, there was a bit of a period before it was released publicly. Uh, I think it was released in August. And so then it was available for the um, stakeholders to see what would recommend it. It was received really favourably by the minister. And she was really keen to progress some of the topics or all of the topics raised in it. But we've since had a change of government. And so um, that minister is no longer the same person. So we're just waiting. We're in a bit of a holding pattern, seeing what happens um, when the new minister basically takes on the waste portfolio. But in the meantime, Waste Mins is sort of carrying on doing the work, um, just especially around the standardisation of recycling materials, which is the main thing that we wanted out of the project. So we're just working away in the background and hoping that the Ministry for the Environment will pick it up again. So it's really clear that Wasteman's put together a very holistic, thorough engagement project. What are some of the key learnings uh, that you can share with us? I think one of the key learnings is that um, engagement comes in many different forms. So even if you are able to do face-to-face -face, um, hui, it's always good to have other ways of people engaging. 
and some people, as I said, will talk a lot at a, at a hui and some people will be quiet but then may want to submit things on a have your say page. But I think for us as you know, people managing the project, what was great was that we didn't have to keep sending people information because we could just say it's all on this page. Um, you know, normally in a project, there will be information available, but it's on different um, pages on a website or it's, it's, you know, in your own workspace and you have to keep constantly saying the same things to people. So I just found it really great. It really cut down on all that um, admin and we also had a frequently asked questions um, section on the page, which I don't think we really use that much, but it was really good to have it there just in case. Sarah, thank you very much for joining us today on the Being the Table podcast and speaking to us about your waste minimum. minimum oh, do it again. You could just go with standardize. It's even harder. Standardization of curbside collections project. Oh. Standardization <laughs> of curbside collections. Standardization. Of side collections project. Yep. Sarah, thank you very much for joining us today on the Being the Table podcast uh, and speaking to us about the on the standardisation of curbside collections project. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in to Bang the Table Talks. Join us for future conversations as we explore the capacity and insight that online engagement has to offer. Check out our other learning resources at bangthetable.com.